You're listening to the voice of Rowan Prof Sports. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM, Glassboro. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents Offsides, a weekly roundtable discussion about the world of professional sports, featuring the diverse perspectives of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. And now, here's your host, WGLS-FM Sports Director, Jack Miller. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS FM and live on RowanRadio.com. Channel 2, welcome everyone to Offsides. I'm your Wednesday host, WGLS Sports Director Jack Miller. And I got three guests, or two guests actually, for you guys. We have Aiden Doherty as well as Jordan Weisinger. Guys, it's a pretty pretty nice Wednesday afternoon and it's the weather's starting to warm up a little bit the groundhog as you as you mentioned on your early bird uh, a few <laughs> weeks ago doc he's uh he, he's he's honestly right at this point that it's starting to he get cooked. warmer he did cook his 39 percent average is going up to 40 so they wrote him off he did right back though <laughs> but uh yeah so it's getting uh, rather warmer but how are how are we doing guys it's are we doing good and oh, yeah, midterms are around the corner it's nice man i feel like this is like the first time i feel like i uh, was like i might not need a sweatshirt today for for like yeah, I'm wearing short sleeves today. I so. know. I woke up, checked the weather, it said 40 degrees, and I was thinking about putting shorts on, but you know, I just. I threw, <laughs> All right, that's the that's the. I threw the baseball crazy. jersey on. So. Shorts is a little crazy. Bro, but. He threw on the D.D. Gregorius jersey. I feel this is my rule though. It's <laughs> it's shorts before short sleeves. You can wear the no, long sleeve hoodie no, with shorts, no. in my opinion. No, it's shorts sleeves and then shorts. I think. I think. I get your opinion. We're we're going way off track here, by the way. But so I in like the fall, bird in the, yeah, in the fall. Hey, I'm mad in the store segment tomorrow. Okay. Earlier, but in the fall, I think I think it's the shorts hoodie. But I think okay. opening from winter to spring, I think it's I the Ooh, opposite. Okay. I've, to me, I'm always just All right, 60 sleeves. minutes of this, guys. No, no sports. <laughs> no sports. This is early bird after hours. I'm just kidding. It is offside. But for me, it like genuinely, it's short sleeves and then shorts. Like yeah. Even going down to winter, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge sweatpants guy, so I, I like to rock the sweatpants. Yeah. So. But uh, let's talk about the upcoming spring sport that's just around the corner. Uh, we have baseball this month. Uh, and we have a lot to, uh, a lot to talk about. With uh, with our two teams actually, so with the Phillies and the Yankees, uh, let's start off with the Phillies. Um, but first, actually, Doc, we we were talking about it right before we got on the air that the the MLB has messed up one more time with jerseys. Yeah, and that is, and you said, and I can't believe I'm saying this. You you said see through pants. Yes, these. Like they're like light, and I'm gonna show you a picture because the Otani picture was the worst one. Because Otani, like you can see the tucked-in jersey, like oh my gosh. under the like that. It's bad. Um, let me let me make sure. Where, I, do, I where did you that. find this? Because you, it was when just you said scrolling it. Scrolling on Twitter, and uh, I think like it kind of got big today. Um, let me. Yeah, there's like an interview with like Cal Riley with the Mariners, and then it was like face on him, face front, and then you just see his. Like jersey tucked oh, in under his pants, and then the Otani gosh. one's bad too. Yeah, yeah. the Otani one's really like bad. you can very clearly see the tucked in jersey underneath. That is really bad. So this is gonna be, uh, and you know Phillies fans, you know talking about Philly, they were they were trolling like you know like Bryce Harper's a big fanatic guy. Everybody's gonna be like his like fanatic like uh, <laughs> underwear's underwear is gonna get exposed. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> but dude, it, 
Nike is uh, messing up, and even Trey Turner came out with Fanatics, a quote. too. Yeah, Trey Turner said, like, oh, yeah, we all hate this. Like, everybody. Like, because the names are bad. I mean, because mm-hmm. now it's, like, it's like smaller font. It's, smaller it's, font. It's like a, a rainbow. A little bit slighter numbers. It's yep. like the rainbow. It, the rainbow, it's, it. yeah. I mean, the rainbow's always been there with, like, the lettering. Now it's a green, but, so. But the thing is, yeah. is that it's ironed on now, and smaller, yeah. right? Obviously, the fanatics and everything... Uh, they said that it's to save the environment, which I understand, but I said this on 10th inning last week where there was no there was no reason to make this environmentally friendly because when people get a jersey, no one's really throwing them out. When you buy it, you keep it, no matter the size. Yeah. If it gets too small, then you can just keep it in your closet or you can also just keep it on your wall or frame it or whatever when it when you buy a jersey it becomes a collector's item but even with people even with people wearing them um mm-hmm. it's uh, and also uh, like it, it all comes down to feel and with pictures it they're, they're very picky of how their routine goes and if one thing gets changed up they're visibly upset i i talked about this again on 10th inning where they were um where Max Scherzer is probably one of the pickiest guys where I don't think he let someone throw out a first pitch because they were too late. <laughs> he wouldn't let people talk to him. Yeah, he wouldn't even let people start. talk to him. Yeah, and he's just a very picky guy yeah. when it comes to his routine and pitching, which is understandable. I mean, you got to get your arm uh, warm to a certain extent and whatnot, but the the jerseys Jordan is just getting out of hand. What, what, what's your stance on it? Because a lot of people, specifically players, not even just fans, just specifically players, don't even like it. Yeah, I, I hate when companies mess with things that don't need to be fixed. Like the jerseys in baseball are some of the best of best looking, I could say, of all professional sports in a sense. Because we've seen this with basketball now. It's going a little too much with the new um, the in-season tournament city jerseys or whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah, and the courts, but it's actually, actually kind of liked. I like yeah. that change, but it's like sometimes it can be a little too. Yeah, much, the thing is, is like they they have made these MLB jerseys a little bit too much. I think it's just Nike and like Fnatic's way of making yeah. it. Hey, this is ours now. Yeah. Like instead of just being like, hey, you know, maybe a, a minor change, slab and a Nike logo on it, and say, well, there we go. These are MLB jerseys. They're they're perfectly fine. They have to make it their own way so that they stand out. And yeah, especially guess, with that the new five jersey rule, and teams have to you know plug and place what jerseys they want and the mm-hmm. nationals had to get rid of their cherry blossoms which in my opinion were some of the best um city yeah. edition jerseys they really Those have to really get, nice. they, 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 really cho- they chose to get rid of them yeah they did yep they, they're gone by With, next year yeah. wow it's by, yeah this will be the last year and i'm what i'm hoping for um i'm his when james wood was with the blue rocks I was like, if he makes it to the MLB, yeah. I should get a James Wood jersey, mm-hmm. and it would be the Blossoms jersey. I'm hoping that he does get called up this year. So you I would wear make... a Nationals jersey as a Phillies fan? Yeah, I would. I mean, Shout out James Wood. We, we, Nationals. <laughs> like, like <laughs> It's on. like, I do know. we really care? <laughs> yeah, but like, I would never wear like... A commander's jersey, a Rays jersey, you know. That's no. that's fair. I mean, I would never wear like a Braves jersey. Probably not a Mets jersey. Again, I'm not a big guy. I would never in my entire life wear a Mets jersey unless it was for like some yeah. punishment or something. Maybe I could get behind a Marlins jersey because again, they're. I, I want to be me. when the they, city connects. Are when nice. Tim Anderson signs yeah. with 
signs with the Marlins. Tim Anderson, out, uh, FC, those, we're like, back. The, sh- <laughs> the, uh, the sugar, whatever it was called, jerseys, like the red with the white pinstripes. Those were so clean. The, the, uh, the Miami ones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, like, if if my, like, one of my favorite players or whatever, like, let's say Brad Miller, right? Because <laughs> his last name's Miller. I, that's why I like him. Let's say he goes Philly to the Marlins. Legends. I have his jersey, by the way. But um, he, uh, if he went to the Marlins, I'd consider it because the jerseys yeah. are cool. Um, yeah. but and the cherry that, blossoms are definitely an I mean, underrated city connect jersey. I almost thought about uh getting a uh Alcantara jersey or possibly uh the guy he showed me uh, right when we went on went on our sixth <laughs> Sanchez, but oh my God. He, he's he, up and he, throwing uh, again. He was oh dude. But he's he, I feel like that's he something gotten off with his couch though. That's the problem. I feel like that's something else we need to talk about. But let's talk about keep, it now. Yeah, we can talk about it now because Sixto yeah. Sanchez, man, I remember hearing about this dude. I was ready I was, to be like I love blown this away dude. from him. I wanted JT Romuto, and he, I was I was fine with the Jordan trade, but man, was I sad that we let go of Sixto Sanchez. And oh, was he great in 2020 with the Marlins? Like he it really was, was. It wasn't yeah. like he was just you know bad yeah. in the majors, and he just was a failed prospect. If like they he, had any he form was of there. offense in that playoffs, they might make a run. Yeah. I mean they they got lucky playing that Cubs team in 2020. Yeah. That was a weak, very weak team. But um, yeah, the Marlins were good, and Sixto. Hasn't really pitched special. since. Yeah. yeah, and he hasn't really pitched since. And then, you know, there's been pictures around him. And, man, he's just, you know, he's overweight. And uh, and it's, like, weird because, you know. Well, some pitchers it almost looks because of that. Like, CC was a guy where if he was heavy, he was good. So, I hope. But there's also, there's been reports ever since. Ever, all, every time he throws, like, his, his velocity is still not the same. But maybe, uh, you know, maybe some can flip. But, man, he was going to be something special. And I'm, I'm very sad that, even though it's on the Marlins as a Phillies fan and, I'm very sad that right now he didn't pan out because if you look at, I found a picture of him at the Futures game, um, and let me see if I can find it uh, while we're talking and just show you guys. Obviously, we can't show the viewers, but I mean, he was like skinny, like very slim, like yeah. like he was like one of the. I'm trying to like like Tristan McKenzie, like you know how like like you know, Perez. like his his yeah like their kind of build like that mm-hmm. was six though Sanchez in the Futures game, but it just you know it, something happened and. Uh, you know, hopefully his velocity is not cooked completely because I still like watching him play. Here, the thing is, is here that, it is. Like you couldn't tell me this is the same person yeah, today. It really isn't. Oh he, my gosh! If, yeah. Like if he's able him. to pan out, could you imagine a rotation of Alcantara, Sixto, Edward Cabrera, and Jesus Lazardo in and, the same rotation? And Yuri and Yuri Perez. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah, like you just couldn't offense. convince me this is the same person. Like no, like legit. And it's only like a five-year difference, by the way. I'm yeah. just saying right now that legit, like, if you showed me that picture right now, I thought that would be Pablo Sanchez or <laughs> yeah. in a uh, or Pablo Sandoval in a. Yeah. Uh, I I hope Marlins it works jersey. out for the Marlins, and obviously you guys had a little bit, I guess, in the minors with six though, mm-hmm. not much, but he is your goat, Doc, as you said. Yeah, he is. He is special. <laughs> but, Who is? Um, Six Sixto was my go for a bit, man. Because oh, I was like, dude, hurt. I was like, bro, we're gonna have Noah and Sixto Sanchez be our <laughs> rotation. Like that, there's, there's yeah. gonna be two aces. Like the Marlins have one of the two, the two biggest what if pieces in baseball right now. If Sixto can be a decent pitcher, if Jazz Chisholm can stay healthy and deliver, those are two really big guys for their team. Apparently, and they are. They're looking, Walker team. They're looking year. to sign Tim Anderson. So mm-hmm. he was, he was, he's been really bad. Yeah, but he can have a resurgence, I believe. Tim but Anderson, thing, Tim Anderson thing, FC, we're still here's here. Here's the thing, though. Like, the problem is, is that the Marlins have not had any yeah. offensive abilities 
in the past few years. And they lost Solaire. So. You, you lost Solaire. I don't hate. I don't. Right. I respect them not giving him a bag for three years when he could easily. How much did he get with the Giants? Because all I really saw million. was that he signed with them. Forty-two. Okay, Forty-two. Which isn't. So, yeah. Which isn't bad for honestly. a team like Miami, though. I can see let see letting him walk. He really is a DH. He was really good last year, but with those guys like that, you don't know how long they're gonna last. I don't think Solaire yeah. is a Cruz type of guy. I to think Solaire is a guy that I just am, am scared of when he comes to the plate. But like yeah. when you look at it. He's really not that scary. Like I felt like in the wild card series, he was up in a big moment the whole time because a lot of those games were close, and he would come up with like you know sixth inning, one runner on. Like Phillies only up by like two or one, and I'd be like, oh here here it comes. Nope, like strikeout easy. Like and then yeah. it, that would kept happening the whole series, and you're just like, maybe I just maybe just looks and the the thought of Jorge Soler is better than the actual. But I think product. what we see with the Marlins now is is he the f word? Is it front runner? Is he a front runner? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I still respect him. Actually, no, maybe he is because he went to the Braves and started being good. So maybe he's a front runner. <laughs> but, On the train tracks. Oh, dude, that was, oh, man. You know what's good? Not to go off, off topic, but the Braves 2021 championship team is just like so much different to their it's team so today. Yeah. It's, it almost feels like the, when the Eagles won. You know how like completely yeah. different their team was? Like just Isn't three it weird years though? Like, it's back to back disappointing losses to the Phillies for the Braves. It's almost like we forget about they won the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's just prior. because Ronald Acuna wasn't on that team. Yeah. Like, well, he was, but like, you know, he, he was injured. He had, yeah. he had injury. And, he technically has a ring, but right. not. And really the big, on the the big piece. kind of like Gronk, you know? Yeah. Like in the it's NFL, a weird place for a franchise. He a ring from Brady. You know? You wouldn't like, get a ring from playing. Teams <laughs> go on these Lynn Sandy runs and they win the whole thing sometimes, and then almost like when they're when they should win, they don't, and then you're like, "This is weird," because we did yeah. win, but it doesn't feel like we did. Yeah, this baseball season is gonna be interesting, man. Because I'm excited. Yeah. Because you got to think like, no way a Braves team this talented is going to keep getting haunted for this long, right? Like but eventually, them and it's almost like, how do you trust them? Through, right? Like, am I gonna am I once again gonna hear all about the Braves come June and July, or is they gonna treat them like the way? A lot of media treats other teams. Show me right. in October, even though they're coming off obviously a championship just three years ago. But like if we get to the same situation where Atlanta wins the division, let's say they have like 102 wins, the Phillies they're the fifth wild card team. 89 again, wins. Fourth. They, they 89, trolled in, they trolled in August. When and they, made it a if, close they race. Up, <laughs> if they meet up again, right, and you have this time a fully, hmm. I guess, productive, you could say, Trey Turner, um, and some of the assets you brought in. Nola back once again. You guys really have the even your Nola, bro. Maybe it's, it's, it's scary is hours. Are coming up this yeah. year? Uh, no, they're probably there because he's no, still recovering. He's still, from, yeah, okay. he's still so I think they're not gonna they're not gonna cool. force him back. They said, I mean, okay. I think I think uh, Middleton said this, or maybe it was Dombrowski um, said like, you know, don't expect him back till 2025. But I almost think that's also like a PR move. Of like, hey, he could yeah. come back, but we're not gonna set his expectations. Be like, hey, he can come back in September and be and set you know this. You know, pressure on him to come back yeah. that early. Yeah, and but, I don't think for the Phillies you got to put pressure. You don't okay. yeah. put pressure. Painter on. Game Seven World Series save is going to go crazy. <laughs> but, <though. laughs> but but point being, still, if those two teams match up again, the yeah. Phillies have done it two years in a row. So if you're like, oh, this is Atlanta's time to finally break mm-hmm. through, who's been more consistent in the playoffs? I know the NLCS, the last two games were weak offensively, but that's not the whole story. The Phillies yeah. in the playoffs the past two years, and the, and and they, look, they can man. easily do it again. Phillies, I, I watched uh, Johan Rojas got stronger, and Johan Rojas changed his swing. I, they, yeah, they, dude. It was like a video. Yeah. What, what do you think? I, I ain't going to lie, man. I, I ain't going to lie. He, he might be. He might turn into a, like 
not just the guy that you bat eight nine because he's got a gold glove in center field, you know. And I, I really do believe in him because he has. He, he even last year he was hitting like three hundred in a regular season. Yeah. Like it, it just playoffs, you know. It's kind of like what Michael Harris saw last year uh, or two years ago yeah. when the Phillies beat the Braves the first time, and he was like a free out in the playoffs, but he was very good in the regular season. So I could see some somewhere there, but so and I'm curious about what your guys take on this is the report that the Phillies offered Yamamoto the most money possible. Yeah, they're willing to give these guys. I think they, they want to show that they're they're now a team in Japan. It's no longer just the Yankees. It's no longer just the Dodgers. The Phillies are now going to be one of those teams in Japan. But other than J- these guys, other than just going after Japanese players, do you think them willing to show that much money to give out? They're going to bring any of these other free agents that are still out there in. I think that I don't think that they bring Bellinger in. I don't, I just don't think that'll happen. Yeah, because I, that what I'm creates, afraid that of. creates too much commotion in the outfield. Because what about like especially a because they believe. Hold in on, Rojas. hold on. But, but my thing is, is because they're going to trust Rojas for this because the improvement, the gain of muscle, and the the just new swing that he has, they're going to ride with it, right? And they're going to let Bellinger go somewhere. It's I, just weird he's not signed yet. I kind of forgot. Yeah, I forgot about because when I hear free agents, Snell's I'm still not just, signed. Yet. I'm thinking just the pitchers. I truly believe yeah. he'll be a Yankee. Snell. Yeah. So, I, yeah, and we're we're gonna talk about that later. Okay, we're gonna talk <laughs> about that later when much. we when we get to the Yankees, but um, and we're gonna come back to the Phillies when we come back from break, and we'll finish out with Rojas. But Rojas, I mean, they he, they're gonna ride out with him. But Doc, my thing is, is I don't know if he, the the Phillies lineup is so crowded that it's hard for him to move up in that lineup. Mm. Because you have guys like Schwarber batting, who's going to be batting first. Then it's going to be Trey Turner, no matter what. Then it's going to be Harper, right? The max he goes is fourth, but that's not who he is. He's yeah, not a four no. hitter. Like, like he's not going to go. But that's what too the Phillies high. need, though. They need a four hitter. Yeah. Like he, he, their four hitter is Bohm or Real Muto, which I don't like. Which did you see that uh, apparently? Uh, that JT Romito was working with Kevin Long like for like three straight weeks, like right after they lost in the NLCS, and like change his swing up a little bit too. So I'm um, that I saw that today. I was like, didn't really expect to see that type of news from like a guy like JT Romito is like perfectly fine player, but maybe maybe he wants to unlock well, a little bit you know that, that that cleanup. The thing is, is what's but. weird with the Phillies is that they need like if Rojas can develop, this is amazing because. If Rojas develops, then you can build this team that can actually get on base and then have that caliber of hitting home runs. Last year, that's all they were was home runs, home runs, home runs, home runs. They like that was the most solo home runs I've ever seen in a playoff series. It was from the Phillies last year, right? But they just had no one on base, and if they can get people on base and hit the home runs at the same time, that means they're absolutely lethal. Yeah, and look, you nailed it because. They were home run based, and that's kind of why they lost to the Diamondbacks, right? I mean, it's why they beat the Braves. It's why they lost to the Diamondbacks is this home run, you know, counting on home runs. But it's counting on solo. Home yeah, runs. and also Rojas, Kimbrough. Rojas can bring that, and like he's also like if he gets on base consistently, like that, that's what we're I'm talking. Saying. We're talking about a sixty stolen base player, sure. like like yeah. pretty easily. And then obviously, if you add Trey Turner to, you know, actually having a better year of getting on base, that's another guy that's going to steal like forty. Yeah. Do we see them experiment with Rojas in the top of the order? Like, let's say one or two. I think we could get we could get in the dog days of July and August, and there's going to be some days where Ro- Rojas is up there. And Schwarber's like fifth. I don't know. I think they they really like Schwarber first, and I, I yeah, I'm like, not. Against I understand that, but I'm because just saying I think just for the experiment for like a week. It's mm. worked the past two years, and you've gotten to the NLCS yeah. and the World Series. He he's on. Like, at first, I was shocked by it, but when you bat Schwarber, Turner, Harper, 
you have two leadoff guys there. Schwarber's yeah. either going to walk at a home run or strike out. And then if Rojas has a breakout year, all of a sudden Schwarber's exactly. right after him in the lineup. They really like Schwarber one. That I don't think that's something they're willing to experiment with. But I could see them experimenting with Trey Turner because Trey Turner did back clean up with the Dodgers a good amount. So maybe yeah. they, they look to do that. But, I mean, this is a lot of stuff that I feel like they'll have a very consistent lineup. But I could see, like, Marsh and Rojas switching in the lineup due to like you still want that fast guy that can get on base at nine in front of like in front of Schwarber in a scenario um but maybe Rojas passes him uh when it comes to you know getting on base stealing bases but we'll see uh they they really like they value that nine hole hitter and they value Schwarber in the leadoff a lot and we're going to get back to the Phillies talk when we come back from break but you are listening to Offsides here on RunRadio.com channel two we'll be right back Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it, unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Tune in to Rowan Radio every Saturday afternoon from 5 to 8 p.m. for the Icon Rock Show with the Icon himself, Harry D. Enjoy the very best classic and hard rock from Aerosmith to Black Sabbath to the Rolling Stones and more. Crank up the volume for the Icon Rock Show every Saturday from 5 to 8 p.m. Only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Also online at rowanradio.com. You are tuned in to Offsides, rowanradio.com, channel 2. Welcome back. Where me, Doc, and Locke, or me, Doc, and Jordan have uh, been talking a lot of Phillies here on this episode of Offsides. My name is WGLS Sports Director Jack Miller, and uh, we've been talking a lot of Phillies. We've been talking about Rojas with potentially his new swing, uh, adding 10 pounds of muscle. And uh, I want to talk about a guy that we haven't really talked about at all in this episode of Offsides. Mr. Aaron Hook's looking at me through the window uh, at a very, very creepy pace right now. Uh, but... Uh, Oh, oh, we, didn't, we haven't talked about Whit Merrifield. Oh, yeah. That's a good pickup. We haven't I talked like about that. That's Whit what I was trying to think of because I was, I was going to say, like, uh, with Rojas developing, I think all of a sudden now, this is a little bit of not like crazy, but I think Pache might be a, a DFA candidate now, sadly. My Mike Beautiful King. Number one prospect because they want to DFA. Yeah. Well, no, he's like, he does, he's not deserving of it, but they just have Rojas and then. Whit Merrifield is still like a better player, and then they want to have a lefty of Jake. Even though Pache is probably better than Jake Cave, they have more use of Jake Cave with a certain roster yeah. construction. Sadly, but my uh, my beautiful king, how fly do they, high. How do they use Whit Merrifield? I'm assuming that they're just going to put him out in left and then have Schwarber as DH. Okay. Just, yeah. He's a really just he's a great contact guy. He'll grit out at, at bats. He's super fast. Like. And but and that's a, what I was talking about before yeah. break was because the contact's what you need. He's a perfect fit for you guys, honestly. Yeah, and let's and I want to look at his stats. Last year he's an All Star. He's gotten All Star two times before that, and back in 2018, 
He was actually 17th in MVP voting yeah. when he was back yeah. with Kansas City. He's going to be he's but he was be with, first. He was, all right, relax. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was with Toronto as well before coming to Philly. Um, but he's led the league in stolen bases uh, several times, as well as hits, doubles, at-bats, games played. He's played. He's had three seasons. That includes COVID year, keep in mind. So that's 162 games twice and 60 games once. Where he's just went through a whole season and played. He, he's very healthy of a player. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely someone that the Phillies are looking for. Someone that can consistently play in the lineup, uh, Doc. And then also a contact hitter. He gets on base. He steals bases too. So he can mm-hmm. make a single into a double because he could steal second, right? So it's who they're looking for. But it all comes down to what the... Like, how do you manage this loaded Phillies lineup where you don't, like, how do you move it around? But I guess you just put him in left because you got the DH spot now. So you just put Schwarber at the DH and put Whit Merrifield out in left field and say hello to the left field wall in uh, Citizens Bank Park. Yeah, you could you could have issues with it, but this is a good problem to have, right? I mean, it's a long season. Like, you know, Brandon Marsh might have an IL stint at some point just due to, you know, being a long season. Like, even Rojas, the way he plays outfield, might get a little banged up sometimes. Um, and, you know, Kyle Schwarber could possibly get banged up. So, like, it's a good problem to have. Have a, you know, opening day, you're like, oh, how's this guy going to get in? And all of a sudden, he's starting 80 games because a lot of guys are in and out of the lineup. And they've been looking for this guy because they had they were looking for the same production from guys like Rodolfo Castro. I mean, and Mundo Sosa has given them some of that production. But now that Sosa's kind of move down a little bit on the bench like now he becomes a more valuable player because you're not counting on him to give you that 10th player if you will like a uh, first one off the bench now it's Whit Merrifield and a very good player that can just do a little bit of everything I mean you could put him in the infield a little bit even possibly you can put him in left field you can put him in center you can you can put him anywhere really I mean he's that kind of guy and that's what they really have been looking for because they have a very weirdly fit team you know because yeah. they got you know some corner outfielders that maybe aren't outfielders <laughs> and yeah. then you know you got Harper at first now you got you know Boehm at third you know he you know he's not you know the greatest defender so it's something that Whit Merrifield can help them with and help their roster construction just kind of look a little bit better yeah and he it's it's great that he can play everywhere he's just a utility guy where he can play third if Boehm gets out for a little bit for with like a two-week injury or something, but he can also play second. He can and he can play yep. short. He can probably play first base. He can play anywhere in the yeah. outfield. And he's he's a really nice utility piece to have, and as you said, a good problem to deal with. So do, I I don't I don't know if he gets thrown into the lineup immediately, but at the same time, he's just such yeah, a good Marsh, aspect that yeah because you have because Marshall probably be in left, Rojas will yeah. be in center. But I don't think Rojas is going to be a guy that they – I think they're going to let him ease into it once again. Does so. this all come down to – I'll swing it to Jordan. Jordan, do you think that Whit Merrifield being in the lineup just simply comes down to whether or not some of these Phillies get injured? Or is this might be a problem that they're just kind of stuck with all year? I think it'll be a little bit of both, but I'm leaning more towards, um, I guess, a good problem, you could say. Because I know in the past the Yankees have had this problem where – we thought we were stacked. We had Judge, Stanton, 
uh, Gardner, Gallo, like all these guys in the outfield thinking how we're going to, and Clint Frazier included, how we're going to get them playing time. And I think eventually it played itself out where some guys did get hurt because Gardner always found himself in left field. That's like the running joke mm. uh, with like the Yankee memes. <laughs> Gardner found his way in that. left. And if Judge went out, guys, you know, plug in place whatsoever. But I think with the Phillies case, uh, Merrifield can play any position really uh, with Kansas City. He was that second baseman. He was great defensively. He could uh, he could he got steal a lot of bases, hit for contact, and now mm. you guys can put him there if stock goes down or if you want to experiment with stop. But I think he's comfortable at second base, mm-hmm. or you can even put Merrifield at third or in the corners, depending on if you want Schwarber at DH. That, may, that reminds me, I have a little bit of a weird take this year that I think we might see stop possibly play some third this year. I think so? Really? I, I have a weird feeling that this like I think. It be it's, more- it's like an elephant in the room that the, both the Phillies Why? and I think Alec Bohm know that this marriage isn't going to last too long because because their first they they're one of their better prospects Aiden Miller is playing third and he's looking great you know in his short you know minor session last year and he's look he's always he has, just has like one of those swings where you're like that's that's a ball player you know yeah right. um uh, so he he's on the come up and you're like. Not really willing to agree to a long-term deal with you, Boom, because I know this guy's you know looking over your shoulder, and I could see maybe a little bit of an unhappy marriage between the two. But I, I don't think there's too much, nothing too much. But I think you could see some games where maybe Whit Merrifield's at second and Stott's at third, just because Stott has that cannon to play third. I mean, he he's not just your your average second baseman that like you know weaker weakest lineup in the infield, and that's kind of why they're at second. So. We'll see. I mean, I don't, by by saying he's going to play third, I don't think that's going to be you know twenty games. I think it's going to be like five, and yeah. you're just going to see it every now and then with Whit Merrifield possibly playing second and uh, stop playing. You think third. that that would be their way of putting Merrifield second? And because I, uh, if Bohm struggles, let's say the first two months of the year, maybe come June, July, he's still starting to struggle. Is that where you would see that come into place? I'll add on to that. I think he could. Be a trade deadline attribute, maybe. Yeah, yeah. because had the hype in like 2020. The, if the Guardians oh, yeah. struggle again, Jose Ramirez. Uh, all right, let's do not you, go too far. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, no, it would. here's my thing. Here's my he's thing. stuck there forever, though. Yeah, he, but also, but, you could also bring somebody in. Matt Chapman's a free agent. Uh, no, don't no. ever say that. Don't, again, yeah, don't, yeah, don't encourage that. <laughs> um, here's the thing, right? Is that I agree, Bo- don't worry. But the thing is, is that you can go with Ada Miller, right? And you could trade. Look at bro, it's both of us, Aiden and Miller. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. All right, he's gonna be the greatest player to ever play our sport. By the way, yeah, we got this, Doc. But um, (laughs) I think that he could, like, if you bring up Aiden Miller, you trade Bohm, and you get pitching prospects from it. Not even prospects, pitching something right out of it, and that. But that helps your bullpen. What if? What if like? Would Bone be involved in an Emmanuel Class A possible trade? Because that's that's a name that's kind of come up to. You guys could use the bullpen help as well. Our bullpen's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. It's solid, but it's but not... it's like if you had Class A, like that that might be the best bullpen in the sport. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, but, so, but what else do you add on to that? Like, do you add in Whit Merrifield to that? Like, no, nah, I don't know. That's the thing, dude. Reliever trades are so hard to judge because it's either I feel like a team's overpaying or they are way underpaying. Mm-hmm. Like when we got Gregory Soto, I was like, all we gave up was two guys that would only play on a Detroit Tigers team. You know, like every day. Does like, Mick Abel go? No, I, I no, nah, probably not for Class A. It depends if he if he's like the headliner, then probably. But if like you're you, 
if you're including other good prospects, then like like what? Know. Let's say it was like Abel and or not Abel. Who's the who's the other pitching prospect that's not injured? Who's the other guy? Um, McGarry. Yeah, let's say it's McGarry Corf. and Boom. Let's say it's McGarry and Boom. I I could see that getting the only problem is like Jose Ramirez plays third, so I and and I guess they could have Naylor. Jose Ramirez DH. can play. They second. still have Josh Bell. Jose Ramirez can play second and left field. He, he's played all. Yeah. Played all. Do they still have Josh Bell though? I believe so. Uh, because first base looks open, possibly if Josh Bell isn't there. I thought Bell was with the Marlins, right? Oh yeah, he did get traded. Yeah. Oh my! Wow, mm-hmm. that, that feels like that feels like a crazy. That was Gene Segura. Oh, yeah, that was the trade. G- wow. That is weird because I I still was thinking of the first like half of the season with the Guardians because they had Josh Bell and Naylor, and I think they moved Naylor to first DH to first base because wow. they traded yeah. Josh Bell. So I mean, if they wanted to trade for Boehm, they could just throw him at first, which. If he's going to succeed in the MLB, that might be where he has to stick. But again, this is—it's weird. It's just baseball is a weird sport because we're reaching March and we're talking about off-season moves that are still possible, you know. And this is why we, when we were about to talk about it, like yeah, you mentioned, do we? Or, yeah. Jordan mentioned something about like, do you think the Phillies are going to go after somebody because we gave all the money to Yamamoto? I was like, well, hopefully not. With all due respect, I think Snell can can definitely perform for a team. I think. Um, I think Jordan Montgomery is very good. Um, but the only problem with that is like if we sign one of them, especially of to a long term deal, like that means Zach Wheeler is out the door next year. You know, and and that's priority number one this all season should be a Wheeler extension. It seems like that's what they they are aiming for by opening day is a Wheeler extension. And so if Wheeler gets extended, you I don't think see that Snell may- coming. No, unless Snell agrees to like a one like like a maybe like a three year deal, five year deal with like an opt out for the first year. Say he has a good year, he opts out and gets his actual bag. But I think Snell's going to accept a weird contract to where he's going to so, be yeah. back on the market soon. I think with the market this year is, I'm all for what Scott Boris is doing. Obviously, he needs to make the most money he needs to. But I can't believe he got Harper for 13 years, 330 from that guy. There, I'm gonna, that brings me to my point because <laughs> it reminds me a lot of that offseason. Yeah, we're, diff- we're seven days away from the anniversary. The difference between 2019 and 2024 is that Harper and Machado were two of some of the best free agent uh, acquisitions there were at the time. They both set the biggest contract at the time, one after another. There is no Harper Machado this offseason. Instead, you're waiting on guy. I know Cody Bellinger, Blake Snell well, are Tim great Anderson. players. Sorry, it's Soto. Soto was there. Sorry, right. I had a Tim Anderson joke. I don't know if you heard it. Oh, I said he said there's no Machado or Harper. I was like, well, there's Tim Anderson. Maybe maybe <laughs> years ago. But uh, my not even man. To, to finish my Shush, feel the dreams, speak. Tim Anderson. Please come back to me. To finish, we're we're just trolling today, aren't we? I'm sorry. Finish your point. Get your LeBrons off the desk. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> to, fin- to finish my point, it, it it's hurting the game of baseball in a way to where people he's are essentially yeah like he's kind of screwing over guys like Cody Ballinger, Blake Snell, where they were you know destined to get at least respectable contracts. Now it's looking like Ballinger's gonna have to get another prove it deal just for maybe a little more money. Yeah, Blake Snell, Cody Ballinger, I think they're gonna have to settle for two three year deals. With a player option, yeah, club option. I thought there was a point in the offseason where we were like, is Cody going to get like a $300 deal? That was rumored. Like $300 yeah. million deal? That I, was thought, rumored, I thought he yeah. would go to Toronto and then they signed, um, they got Kiermaier back, right? Yeah. yeah. And then they got IKF and I was like, what is Toronto doing? Because they were destined to get Soto, trade for some of these, like, it never happened. Otani. Otani, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Biggest smokescreen ever. Yeah, but I don't. Maybe to Toronto might be the next. Uh, like I'd imagine the Cubs bring back Bellinger at this point because they haven't mm-hmm. spent anything this offseason. That would be my prediction. But the, like, it doesn't help Bellinger. I feel like I feel like 
Bellinger just seems like a guy that wants to win. You know, that's which is what weird. It the seems Cubs, like. the Cubs could be a very good team. It's just Bellinger like, signs. It's just like I feel like they pressed their deal. luck last year a good amount. Like I, they they had a career year from Sturman for that first half of the season. Mm-hmm. Like he had like seven straight games with like yeah. one or earned run or less. And they almost made the wild card. And they, they had they, a terrible September. I know. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Um, and it's kind of going slightly off topic, but it, it relates. Um, we're on a fantasy league, right? We've yep. done, and I've done mock drafts. My first fantasy baseball league, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been doing mock drafts. And I've always, in each of my mock drafts, I've been avoiding Justin Steele because I feel like that this year is going to be a down year because the Cubs, I think the Cubs go down. Like, you barely miss the playoffs, but you're not really getting anybody. At the same time. They just got Hector Neris. Like, I think that's their only move of the offseason. I'm not trying to make a joke. That's my guy. But but I think that's, like, their only move of the offseason. That literally is their only move. And I think they just regress because you're not going to improve with losing the players that you got or yeah. from, like not too long ago so it's, it's weird too because at the same time milwaukee regret uh regressed they lost one of the best pitchers in baseball corbin burns mm-hmm. and they barely won the division i guess you could say that by team, a couple that games. team might be cooked i'm not gonna lie the yeah. cardinals are falling off still the pirates aren't good i think this division is gonna be t- between chicago and cincinnati truly that's so <laughs> weird i know but am i wrong it's probably gonna be cincinnati well i play i play in a division with the Braves. <laughs> But the thing is, it's, like, it's, it's going to be awful it's, as it sounds. It's probably going to be probably cin- true. It's probably Cincinnati. Yeah, they with all due yeah, respect, they barely they, missed. The if they give like a very good year from Ellie De La Cruz, like they probably run away with that division because their pitching is, is well. It's not even just they them. They also a have decent year for him because yeah, they got ha- they have Spencer. Year. They have Spencer Steer. They also have Benson, yeah. whose swings looking nice. Matt, I mean, uh, Matt McLean. Yeah, McLean. They have some solid rookies. They still have Jonathan India, which I think will be a Hunter Green line move. Hunter Green is good. Yeah, if he starts kicking it, um, yeah. the Reds have a lot of young talent. They that rebuild is quick. They got a lot of question marks, and if those question marks start turning into answers, I mean, also that's scary. Tyler Stevenson's a very good catcher. Like people forget about him. Yeah, he's very underrated. He's solid. My right first year of fantasy, to keep Jack's point, I had Tyler Stevenson. I was like, this guy's underrated. Yeah. It's again, is. you're going to under playing fantasy baseball. You're going to start realizing who's underrated and who isn't. I think that's that's. I get that from MLB the show. That's so. that, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's one thing that helped me yeah. because I I had I had like randoms and I was like like Stephen Kwan on like the garden. I was like this guy's like solid. This guy's nice. Yeah. And I like he gets what, like a hit or two per I game. I want to like hear this guy's name yeah. if, Even, if I probably didn't people have him for fantasy. in fantasy baseball just to quickly go off topic. They tend to look at the big names, but there is a money ball aspect to it where you see like the average points. Burr's cooking mid, mid-draft. He's in his lab. Hey, let me, let <laughs> he's got you. his calculations. Mid-season. His I had, chemicals out. <laughs> hey, mid-season, I had uh, – who was the guy from Oakland? Rooker. Yeah. yeah. He was on my team. I had guys like that, and eventually mid-season, I turned it around. I won the whole thing. Wow. So, I'm putting so, it out so are you saying Brent Rooker is uh, better than Mike Trout? In fantasy last Your worst, not mine. <laughs> in fantasy last year, that's, yes. that's another Definitely name to talk is. about this year. Mike Trout, man. Let's talk about it because Mike Trout was 12th in top 100 by MLB Network. Harper was 11th. Um, we I had a under- whole argument in the sports department group chat. Mm. It was because me and also, Jordan mainly. He was half trolling. And, yeah, we were. And, and Connor. Yeah. Uh, he kind of I don't think it. he was trolling. I don't think he was because he, he said a, that why is Trey Turner 16th? Yeah. And I was like, Relax, buddy. This is pretty good for the Phillies. Yeah, not not quite. <laughs> Trey Turner at sixteen. I was like, oh. I, I was thinking like he was gonna be like twenties, thirties. Yeah, right? yeah, and yeah. Where did Lindor and, finish? I don't uh, know. Lindor gets very disrespected for a guy that plays in New York. Right. Uh, and I, a lot of people hate on Yankee fans for being this like these toxic fan base. Dude, Mets fans are worse. Like, I don't want to like be biased here, but if Lindor if Lindor played in a city like Philadelphia or even played for like 
the team across the bridge in the Yankees. Like I feel like he would be Yankee loved. fans like yeah. like like Yankee universally fans only loved. hate their players when they are truly awful. Mm-hmm. We booed Stanton when he had this historic slump. We booed Hicks. We're not booing guys like Judge. We're not doing that. And you're just trying to. It's kind of like a boo of motivation, pretty much. Like yeah, get better. Exactly. Pretty much. And, and that's, that's what Philly, out that's what Philly does. About this Lindor contract when he's like arguably the best player on your team. When, Not arguably. I think he. I think he. Oh yeah, Alonzo is very good. I think Alonzo is pretty underrated. As much as I, it's one of them. Too. Not don't want to admit it, but he. But let's let's stay on track with yeah. Harper and Trout. I mean, they've been in contention in the top 100 for the past 10 years at least, and Trout's consistently been one, 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 right? Yeah. But then he fell off a little bit with injuries and stuff like that. It's gotten into the teens, and but he still ends up 12th with playing around half, maybe stretching it two-thirds of the year. Yeah, I think um, people uh, take the hate on out a little too much because although think- 12th it seems very low for Trout, at the same time, the 12 people ahead of 11 people ahead of him are really good. Like, but here's it's my also thing, close, here's and the he thing, didn't like, play last year, so I understand why he was 12th. But do we think – I okay, but Doc, do you think – I have this gut feeling that he should have been a little bit lower. Really? I mean, this is the tough thing. It's it's what are the rankings based off? Because off if it's just three years. if it's just based off everybody playing baseball and it's if you're out there like it's it's just if you're out there like that's the way you get credit for. You don't get credit for like say you get injured, like that's not going to hurt your ranking. But yeah. Trout, look, very good player. His down year last year is better than everybody's best year. <laughs> like I, I believe they I, take into account the last 3 years and then what this year is looking like. I would so that that would be 2021, and then what they think is going to happen into 2024. That time span. I just think Mike Trout. 18 home runs, 82 games played, which is pretty solid. 45 walks, yeah. 44 RBIs. S- all again, 82 games. So I would. I'm trying to find this list exactly. All right, I found it. He had a hit per game, pretty much. I, I think it's hits. it's it's hard to say Mike Trout right now is better than Matt Olson or Jose Ramirez. Those are the two names. I right think behind Matt them. Olson got snubbed. I, I hate to say he that he was generational last year. He yeah, really and he was. actually performed in the playoffs as well against the Phillies. Uh, yeah. he was like the only one on the Braves lineup to contribute. Uh, yeah. It felt like, but to and be Aussie. fair, to be fair, if Acuna didn't hit it to like the deepest part of the park, weight room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, weight room. <laughs> maybe maybe if he hit the weight room, he'd be better than Harper. But uh, like jokes aside, uh, it is very hard to say Mike Trout is. Number twelve right now. It feels weird to say that though, because when he's on the field, man, he is so good. But look, baseball talent is—they they've caught up. I mean, like Jordan said, there's a lot of talent in this league. I mean, Bryce Harper being at eleven, like it could be justified that he's at eleven. Like, like that's ridiculous because that's how that's how good the league is. Matt Olson at fifty four home runs and he's thirteenth in all of MLB right now. Like, Mm. in all honesty, he should be higher. Like, and uh, he should. Have they dropped the top ten yet? No, that is next week, I believe. That is next week, but <sighs> but Harper eleventh. Oh, it's Trout, actually set tomorrow night. 12. The top oh, ten it? tomorrow okay. night, which okay. is tonight. So okay, <laughs> live reaction. <laughs> no, nah, they probably won't drop it till like eight p.m. because yeah. it's MLB Tonight Show or whatever. Yeah, so it's uh, uh yeah, like in all honesty, Olsen should be in the top ten. I, I like if you hit fifty four home runs, but and... we're gonna look at that top ten tonight and be like, yeah, that makes sense. Like that's the thing. Are we though? I believe so. I think it's tough, though. I mean, who hasn't been named yet? There was it would a, be in the top. It, Otani, Judge, Cole, Soto, Acuna, Betts. Um, there's four more missing. Are we, are we missing another pitcher? I'm trying to think of. Did Lindor get picked? Where did, yeah, where did Wheeler rank in this ranking, by the way? 
Uh, Phillies put that out there. Um, There's probably check. just four generational players I'm forgetting about. Yeah, no. You're uh, is Jordan? Right. Has he been named yet? Mm, don't think so. Corey Seager hasn't been named yet. Corey, I don't Corey think Seager, they're really going to throw either. Corey Seager in the top ten. I don't think Adolis has been named. Either. He was, but it's just tough because you said it's based off three years, right? The last yeah. three. Well, that 2021 playoffs with the Dodgers is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, don't, I, I can, I can get behind it. It's just, it's weird seeing. Yeah, I don't know if I I'm just, I, if I'm just being ignorant to his like last couple of years, but seeing Corey Seager top ten just doesn't feel right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Even as good as he is, I feel like he's just a guy that's like. You know he's good, but you don't. He's not. Yeah. You know he's not top ten. But may, maybe I'm just you yeah, know so the, not watching enough. I named like eight guys there. I think that haven't been named yet, and it's justified why they should be top ten. And I think anyone from the top fifteen, you could maybe not top three guys, top five guys, but anywhere from six to fifteen, I feel like you could just swap out and no one would care. Yeah, well, the top ten, as you said, Doc, comes out tonight, so we'll see who's in order from one to. To ten, who I mean, we're I'm, it's pretty much easy, easier said than done that it's either going to be Acuna or Otani, and I'm assuming if they're going to base it off I mean, of what Jordan was saying of what's next, uh, what the future holds for them, I think Acuna is getting one, and it's Otani would be getting two. Uh, because I think Acuna, they're going to put Otani. He's the face of baseball. But he got injured towards the back end of the season, like last month or two. Is it off? So it, have you? Is it confirmed that's off like the last three I believe, years? I think I heard that last. So year. then, no way it can be Acuna because his team won a World Series without him. No way he's number one <laughs> in the last three years. Yeah, true. So well, it's it, not MVP. It's just best player. Yeah, yeah. No, I know that. But he had a forty seventy season, and yeah. then he's still the face of that franchise. They would probably going into it, next year. They would probably going give into it to Otani. I think it's going to be Acuna. I think it's. Gonna I wonder where Soto's going to rank. Otani. Otani, Acuna, yeah. Judge, Soto, Cole—that would be my top five, probably. Mm. I feel like there's not enough. I feel Three like Yankees in the top five. I feel like they're undervaluing. <laughs> they're undervaluing starting pitching in this in this ranking now. They are. I hate like look, man. You I lo- I love I love trolling Strider, but Strider is a better baseball player than Trey Turner, Austin Riley, and Austin Riley, I should say, because I don't know if he's better than Jose Ramirez, yeah. but I know he's definitely better than. I get the Trey tr- I get the Strider Riley. hate from you know. Phillies fan. I just, I just like the joke. He, he's still, yeah. he's still incredible. Like his case per nine is historic. It really is. That's why it's like it's hard to say he's the 17th best player in baseball. Yeah. When it's the same, in my opinion, Strider and Josh Allen are very comparable. In my opinion, because everyone complained about Josh Allen's interceptions, but he throws for so many touchdowns, and he was clear QB two now that we look um, at the NFL. Oh, they had, we were at 28, by the way. I, I don't know if you said that. Strider, said okay. Strider's case, find it. Strider's case it. per nine are like. 12 and a half, 13. Mm-hmm. Who cares if his ERA is 3 8? Yeah. yeah. But, like, you know, it's list he gets is, the job done. This list is interesting because they have Corbin Burns at 29, Wheeler 28, Snell 30. Hmm. It's interesting. Because Tati's it, 26? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, Yanni Diaz may be the most underrated player in baseball right now. He's at 38. No, he oh, is. Yeah. Definitely yeah. one of the. But, um, last thing, mm. um, we didn't really get to any of the NFL um, that I wanted to. Um, we're low on time, and Doc, you have pop flavor at six. Yeah. You're filling in for Tom Hill. Yep. <laughs> so Yo, shout out Tom. Um, but um, I want to talk about the last thing is since we're talking about pretty much all free agency and the upcoming potential for the Phillies. Uh, who was I, I? Already know your answer because 
I know you. <laughs> um, but I don't even know the question yet. It, it might scared be, though. But I think I know him too. <laughs> so but, scared. Uh, who is the most random player that that you liked from your favorite team? And I know your answer. You're probably wearing your player. Uh, your player right now. See, the thing is, is is, is mm. I know. I, I could go on for days. <laughs> ben Revere. That's what I was thinking. Oh no! That's what I, thought, I was thinking. I thought he was thinking Hector Neris. No, I was like, Hector that's Neris. what I was thinking. Ben Revere. Oh man, Ben Revere. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. I Revere. have a reasoning for why I'm currently wearing a Yankees DD Gregorius jersey, but my favorite player <laughs> that was so random at the same time wasn't is Brett Gardner. I'm. You'll really? see me in the station one day. I'm getting an away Yankee jersey number eleven, so I can rock Volpe and Gardner for the for the uh, next generations. Boo. That's a fraudulent jersey right there. No. Nope. <laughs> But, it's, uh, it's the beauty of not having a name on the back. But my favorite random player, yeah, I, I think it is Ben Revere. <laughs> I, wore, I, I knew it. I I've, knew it. I've I worn my it. Ben Revere. It, it's a tradition now. Uh, I've worn my Ben Revere. I've gone to like Philly's opening day. I think like I knew it. Like yeah. you wear three, jersey there? like four years in a row, not counting 2020. And I've worn the Ben Revere jersey to every opening day since. And at the par- at the parade, I'm going to bring Ben Revere to the parade. <laughs> he deserved to be there. But uh, outside him, I'm trying to think. Like I love uh, Michael Franco. Yes. Yeah, um. I love like I loved a lot of those guys, man. Like Cesar Hernandez was special. Um, it's just tough. It def- Roman Quinn. depends what. You, oh, I love Roman Quinn. That was my dog. <laughs> did I ever spend? Did I ever spread Roman Quinn agendas on tenth inning? No, no. Goat, bro. Goat. One of one of the best. Uh, he. Mine's definitely Brad Miller. Yeah, I mean. What a legend. Because right of the last name. Yes, not just because of the last name, but like he, also, he was a Phillies legend. But like, yeah. Bamboo Brad. Bamboo Brad. He hit three. Yeah, he hit three home runs in a game against Chicago. Great that was that was nuts. That was nuts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. There's so many random Phillies. I mean, that's the best thing about being a Phillies fan. Now that they're good. There's not so many randoms, but we grew up with literally every random baseball player. Dominic you can Brown. Imagine. Dominic Brown. Wow. <laughs> Do you remember uh, Aaron Altair? Oh, he was so special. Oh, Aaron Altair, dude. He, he was special. He was probably one of my favorites. Nick, I was like, I thought right, he was going to. You be ready like for this thin- one? I thought this guy was going to was. I was I was I didn't know what MLB Hall of Fame truly was, but I was like, dude, this guy's gonna be really good. Nick Williams. Nah, stop. No way, dude. You I remember that. I remember watching this guy in batting batting practice. <laughs> he would send home runs in like the second deck of batting practice. I was like, yeah, this guys, we got Barry Bonds, bro. You know, I was ready for the 2019 <laughs> resurgence of Troy Tulowitzki on the Yankees. All right, have bro, shame. Ho- bro, homer on opening day and then just. Retired. That was it. <laughs> uh, have some shame, dude. Greg Bird. Troy Tulowitzki. Greg Bird. Oh my God. What a name. Isn't it crazy? Like some of these guys were supposed to be good and they're random because they did not perform. Yeah. yeah. Jacoby Ellsbury. Dude, I thought Aaron Altair was like the Aaron Judge. Do you have a random uh, non Brad Miller for random Philly? I would probably say Aaron Altair. I completely forgot Who's about him. Who's your favorite? Uh, John Mayberry oh. Jr. Oh, he, was, that, he was so Fly special. <laughs> he, he, he was so special. All of baseball, most random player, who is it? Like, in your opinion. <laughs> Jeez. All of baseball. All of baseball. Like, active? Active I, now or just ever? A- ever. I, I don't know. Um, I got to think, actually. Just... That's tough. I'm trying to think of, like, a Marlins player. <laughs> Marlins. Gene Segura, Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever say that about my, my beautiful king. <laughs> I'm just saying. I do. He, he's, he's not on the team, right? He's still just chilling? He's still chilling. Yeah. Shout out to Marlins. They gave him generational Cancun. wealth. He's in Cancun right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, who is, who is, like, one of the most random players? Like, to me, like... If you're talking random all time, it's not like a random random player, but like Hunter Pence just feels like yeah. somebody you just like random. You're, we're gonna bring up in 20 years and be like, "Wow, dude." <laughs> he was good too. Yeah, he was really good. Um, I know Yankee fans are not gonna want to hear this, but Jesus Montero, mm. oof, <laughs> traded to Seattle. Yeah, for I... Michael Pineda. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> Sorry, bro. 
You know, we were awkward. unwilling. <laughs> it's not very awkward. This is, this, this is like the first Cashman move that was like pretty. I don't even know what he was thinking. He refused to give up Jesus Montero to bring in Cliff Lee, and then you guys got him. Goat Lee, bro. He was special. Pedro Martinez. Yeah, dude. Honestly, dude, the 2009 Phillies might be the best team to never win. Chase Elliott even had like a the best probably World Series performance ever, and then That's we we dog. lost to Magnet Ball Yankees. That's Stop. my dog. <laughs> Magnet ball. Magnet ball Yankees. They had magnets in uh, at the short porch if they didn't need any more help. Yeah, and it helped oh, yeah. chase yeah, out that a second bit, so. deck home run from Matsui in game six was short porch. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> they had all the magnets in the world. <laughs> they accidentally left him out there the when Chase Elliott was hitting. At Citizens Bank, they magnet. Did. Dude, honestly, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. I forgot it. Remember, I, I, the home run I haven't watched that series like highlights in like a couple well, okay, years now. I, well, that I was watched, like a 2020 thing. I'm not going to lie. I watched the Derek Jeter documentary. Um, mm. It, it was the ball that it hit off like a camera well, and they called it a double, and they reviewed it, and it was a home run. Uh, that kind of, like, dude, the, the, that's the funniest thing about Citizens Bank Park is like there's so many of them where it's like the railings are just so weird that it's like, yeah. is it a home run? Did did it hit a seat and bounce back, or did it hit the railing yeah. and bounce back? We've had a couple of those, including like ones in, in the playoffs. World Series, yeah, yeah, in the World Series with Brandon Marsh. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know who's random? I just thought about he had oh, a crazy mustache, John Ryan Murphy. <laughs> Why are we talking about mustaches? <laughs> tr- uh, Martin Prado. Yeah. Just spit out names. Go. Spit out names. Dude, I could. Just, I'm trying to think of a non-Philly. Raul Banyas. <gasps> Special. <laughs> my first ever, my first ever MLB ball was a Raul Banyas foul ball. Really? Yeah. Shane Victorino was mine. See, that's my goat, bro. But yeah. I didn't get one until Raul Banyas. Mm, all right. Ooh. I think we're done. Yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> Chase Hadley. Chase Utley's my favorite. I can't wait to mention Hector Neris' agendas to to my kids and grandkids in many years. And that's going to do it for Offside. <laughs> Steven Roberts. <laughs> Why Ben Revere was robbed of Hall of Fame. Brock Holt. Tommy Joseph. Brock Holt, that's, yeah. I'm still going, I think that's a, that's a one to end on. Brock Tommy Holt. Joseph. Travis Ishikawa. Tommy Joe. Oh. <laughs> Cameron Rupp. Ken Rosenthal. All right, man. Jose, like, Al- like what? Jose Alfaro. Yeah, dude. So, <laughs> so many, so many good. Baseball is just that sport. John you, you can go on for days. Yeah, for random, on. random MLB players. We should just, we should have like a whole offside. Just, just random, random players. Right, I'll, like, g- I'll give it the tenth inning tradition before I sign off. Blake Snell is going to be a Yankee. Three years, one hundred and ten million dollars. Book it. And, and that won't happen because this is not tenth inning. This is offsides. But that's going to do it. For Hector Neris is getting traded to the Phillies. Even though we just signed right, a new contract. Yeah, we're ending it. <laughs> You're tuned in to Offsides. <laughs> for Jordan Weisinger, Aiden Doherty, I'm your host, Jack Miller, for this Wednesday. Uh, tune in on Friday at 5 o'clock for your Friday Offsides. Nick Rizzo will be the host of that. And then Monday, uh, we host Offsides as well with Aaron Hook, who was giving me a creepy look earlier in the show. But you're tuned in to the Wednesday edition of Offsides. Again, I'm Jack Miller. Thank you guys for tuning in, and have a great rest of your day. Tune in to the basketball game on RoanRadio.com Channel 1 or Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM semifinals versus TCNJ. But again, this is Offsides. See you guys. Have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to Offsides, a weekly roundtable discussion about the world of professional sports, featuring the diverse perspectives of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. Tune in next Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. for another edition of Offsides, only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.